0: Hello there to all my amazing listeners. Today, I'm gonna be talking about ghosts of COVID past. I wanna talk a little bit about my parenting experience during COVID and kind of how it has affected my mindset today with regards to my children's education. It's funny to call them children because four out of my five kids are adults. Um, At least legally, that's what we're gonna call them. Um, And then of course, I have a seven-year-old. So for us, when COVID took place, in 2020 our uh, just a quick insight to this people laugh when i say this but okay so we have five kids and the first four of our children begin with a b name as in boy and we used to call them b1 2 3 and 4 and then we had our last one in 2016 and when we named him, we named him with an E, like an Edward. And everybody laughs because they're like, why the E? And my husband jokingly tells everybody E for N, like we're done. Um, but we, people would ask us like, oh, is that B1, B3, B4? And so I always joke. But anyways, we have um, we have five children and out of which I have two currently in college one is working towards some certifications and my other one is married um and has a child And she lives closer to my mom my mom is retired so my mom watches um her great grandson uh for her granddaughter um since she is living the retired life so anyways um we had experienced in 2020 when our third child um went to college uh He was graduating high school and this was in the height of it where it's like, do we have graduation, not have graduation? How can our kids not have graduation? And so for us, um, we were just kind of waiting and we were in that rental and my son wound up, I want to say, Two weeks before they they got notification that, in fact, the school was going to have this very intimate graduation ceremony. They were going to set everything up as they normally would, but then by invitation, families were going to come and they were going to individually let the senior class walk across the stage Get pictures with their parents and experience that. So they didn't graduate, they didn't do their graduation together as a class, which how sad that is. They still walked across the stage as if they got to walk across with their whole graduating class. And two weeks before that, my son had found out that he was accepted to VMI. And those of you not familiar, uh, VMI is a military institute in Lexington, Virginia, where um, I think a lot of people just get that confused with everybody who goes to VMI is going into the service, but that's not true. You do not have to go into service um, because you go to a military institute. Yes, a majority... Um, of the graduating class does opt to commission in, but there are some kids that do not. However, when they go in, they do ROTC with a branch of the military. So my son ROTCs with um, the Air Force, and he is, just finished his third year out there. So he is now going into um, his fourth year. And when we had found out that they were going to do graduation, my son was like, look, mom, when we go in, they, they shave our heads. And so maybe I should just get like a taste of it before it actually happens. So two weeks before we found out that he was graduating, um, by walking across the stage, he was like, mom, I'm going to let you shave my head. So he literally let me buzz, shave his head, um, and all, um, this kid wouldn't even let my father-in-law, um, take him to the temple and let, terapathy you know he wouldn't even let them shave his head at terapathy and here he's trusting his mom to shave his head um here too and the funny part is like we didn't know so then when we get that notification that they are in fact going to walk across we were like oh my gosh now you have no hair (laughs) you have no hair um Fortunately, they put those caps on, and so it just looked like he had a real tight cut. But oh my gosh, that was like hilarious all in itself. And then we wound up having to do his senior pictures because they weren't doing them at school. We just popped up a background in the yard and took his senior pictures so that we had them. And um that was like our first taste of like, okay, so this is what COVID's like. And being in that rental and having to homeschool all of our kids because we had um Isham wasn't yet in school, but then Bradley was finished Bradley was in his um first real year of going to college. And then we had Bavaka still in high school, and then of course Pradesh just graduated and then they kind of graduated stair steps behind each other. But we, we started homeschooling, and the kids started doing, you know, fr- from their laptops, and this is like their first real experience at adulting, because now you're, that responsibility is like on you, or so we thought, because that really started falling heavily on us as parents. And I think that's when we started noticing the shift in the the learning experience moving forward. We see it with even our seven-year-old now, um, that Bavaka is a very social butterfly, and we saw her starting to really struggle because she wasn't around her friends. You know, she plays basketball, and then Pradesh going off to college, they were all masked. I mean, I don't even know how the kid did it. You know, you're masked the whole time, you're doing PT, all this stuff because you're in close contact with these kids. It was amazing to just see how, you know, VMI structurally and in a very disciplined manner handled that COVID experience because we were also handling that COVID COVID experience with our public school child who was in 11th and 12th grade at the time. Um, And then with our, Youngest, when we moved into our house in 2020, the following year he started kindergarten. And within like 15 days, we had agreed before putting him into kindergarten, because it was such a hard decision for me. We had agreed that if they mask mandated, not that we're against masks, but we had said just for our kindergartner that we did not want that experience for him. Even when we would go and watch Prajesh after he went to college, it was kind of like, surreal to see them marching with those masks on. It looked like it was somewhere out of like some sci-fi film. It just, you know, that's an experience that those kids will hold onto forever. And I feel like that VMI graduating class has a little bit more of an intimate experience with each other than any other class, probably at VMI, because the way that they were quarantined together, the experiences and the diversity, they had to just work through challenges that no normal graduating class has ever in the history of graduating classes ever experienced but with our 7 year old we did not want that experience for him we feel that when you go to kindergarten it's a it's a it's a social experiment you know we want them to see each other their reactions their expressions so you can learn like body language is everything when it comes to like learning how people find things being comfortable. And if, you know, kindergarten, you got recess and you fall down, and you hurt yourself and your teacher's masks and they can't even like console you because COVID, it just wasn't the experience that we wanted. So we actually pulled Ishan out of kindergarten and we said, you know what, we're going to do some homeschooling with him. And then based on how and where we are, the following year, we will decide as to whether put him in first grade or just put him right back into kindergarten and he'll just have a strong foundation um, moving forward because in our experience with our other kids, our boys just were a little bit slower than our girls in terms of like socially adapting and learning. And so if anything, he would be better for it. And that's really what we had decided to do with Ishan. And so I pulled him out and you know, every day that I used to drop him off, you know, Srinu and I would drive together and we would drop him at kindergarten. It was almost like we'd have to like rip him out of the car. And we never experienced that with, with any of our kids. And I remember when Burjesh went to school, even though he didn't cry or anything like that in the bottom of my stomach, i had always wished that we had just maybe started him a year later because I wasn't sure if he was ready. It felt like I wasn't ready. And then there was a part of me that was like, just cause I'm not ready doesn't mean that we should hold him back. So I feel like with Isham, we're kind of different parents than we were with our other kids. And I feel like (laughs) as much as, again, I joke, our oldest was like our guinea pig. And then with each one, we experienced and learned very different things, which make us the parent that we are today. It it kind of changes the whole way that we see things with each experience of our kids. There are five kids that have been raised in the same house the same home but if you take them outside and you were to question them you wouldn't even realize that the same parenting set raised all of them because they're so unique and different in their mentalities and the way that they think and the way that they act and you know it's it's quite intriguing to experience and so parenting during covid even with bavaka bavaka wound up really struggling her 11th grade year because the demand on her to, you know, keep up with her own assignments, getting used to having to go online and attend class. And it was like being sent to college a couple years before she was ready, you know, and then have all your, your structure of like family and, you know, friends just ripped away. It, it was the hardest on her. And so there were meetings that we had to attend. I'm a firm believer that, you know, children learn what they live. And we need to have grace periods for kids to allow them to to adapt. And I think that society has a double-edged sword because we want to acknowledge and treat them as young adults and let them make decisions for themselves. But at the same time, they're not adults and we are still raising them. And where the school system gets a little bit convoluted is they want these kids to respect them you know, I get some of the teachers that's like, oh, just call me Pam. No, my daughter's not going to call you Pam because the minute you are Pam and Bavaka, there's a sense of loss in um, authority in the sense that she needs to understand that you are an adult, you are a teacher, and she should respect you. I know that some people say, no, you don't get all that in a title, but unfortunately, you do. And I feel like with the kids, when the teachers get into a joking level with them and start accepting a certain level of stuff, we're introducing problems into our school system because these kids already are learning what they live at home. And if there's not some type of standard, it's like when you, when a parent has their child and then they send that child to a babysitter or a daycare and the daycare is like all oh, of they're a completely different person when they're here. I, I don't. I don't experience that. That's the same situation. The school must create boundaries, must set standards, and they must adhere to them regardless of what they're allowed to do at home. And I felt like a lot of this during that COVID process was again being lost because things were just getting a little too loose, if you will. And then when I had to intervene with the school, it's like I had to bring everybody together and everybody wants to be be like, oh, well, these assignments were due. Serena and I are always like all for the teacher. We are always like whatever the teacher says, you know, that that is what it is. But we really struggled because I had to get a whole group of administrators and everybody and I had to make these, these teachers really work to accommodate what should have already been accommodations and really meet our daughter where she was because she was struggling with this adapting to the the new realm of things and so we have seen this whole process change the way schooling is really being done in america what's being acceptable what's not being acceptable and then of course the processes um, for you know projects, homework, and those types of things coming through. And parenting during COVID was one of Srinu and I's biggest challenges, I think as a couple, because, you know, it really challenged who we were as parents and like what we found acceptable and what we didn't and what we were willing to intervene on. There's a lot of parents that will be like, no, 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 you know, make extra assignments and all that stuff. And we're not those people. It's you do the work when you're given it. If you don't, then, and in this situation with COVID, we really needed for everybody to understand you know who our daughter was what she what she was going through and meet her where she was i even remember sitting down in that meeting and we had a super we had a sorry an administrator who i couldn't believe she was even in the even in this this field of like working with children because my daughter was sitting in there and we're going through this and we were talking about how she was struggling in these classes and that you know she was falling behind and this administrator not knowing anything about my daughter's history you know just pulled up her transcript and she was like well Mr. Getty let's let's be honest you know she's not really an, an A student and I just looked at that administrator and I was so appalled. And I said, do you know my daughter? Have you ever talked to her outside of just talking to her like in a third person? Like, do you know her? Do you know her history? Like, do you know when she came into high-, high school what she went through? Do you know how difficult it was for that eighth grade year? I mean, that ninth grade year, 10th grade year. Now we hear we are in 11th. Like, I was so, I I just, as much as I try to respect teachers in general, because I really do feel that we struggle a lot with authority in our youth, like being able to respect that. I think that that was probably one of the only times where I felt like I had to really advocate for my child because her teachers were not. Um, Even like a year later, they wound up letting go the the guidance counselor that was there, like forcing him into early retirement. And then that particular school that my kids were in has just, I, I see a lot of, privilege going on in that school, just simply because people grew up in this town, um, have been in that school for so long that it just needs a complete overhaul of like, who's in there. Because right now, there's just a little bit too much favoritism going on. And, you know, it's apparent like we live in a small town, everybody talks. And so parenting during COVID from like the school level to what we were allowed to let our kids do it because how other parents perceive that, like if they're like, why are they, you know, if one kid's like, hey, can I go hang out at so, so and so's house? And then that parent's like, why are they letting them hang out at another kid's house when we're in the midst of COVID? Because everybody had their own feelings about what was acceptable and what's not. It was just a totally different feeling as parents to have to parent under such a restricted environment. And we are so thankful that it's over. But unfortunately, we are dealing with the aftermath of what that did to our kids socially, the hindrances that they're struggling with, because, you know, there is such a thing as failure to launch and, you know, just allowing these adults to thrive out there when they maybe weren't as prepared as they should have been to have left and gone off to college. So parenting during COVID, no joke. I'm sure there's a lot of you that are like struggling in your own way, not even with the COVID stuff, but just trying to understand like how do I manage Kids, life, home, my marriage, my family. How do I make everybody happy and still make myself happy? And I'm really hoping that through my life experiences that this podcast is going to be that for all of you guys who have tuned in or staying tuned in, who are curious, interested, and have chosen to follow me along the way. So here I am, Amy Rigetti, bringing it all to light because I am married to India. Again, guys, can't encourage you guys enough so that you don't miss any of these great topics to subscribe, like, share, and follow me everywhere.